listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm writer, filmmaker, and book devourer, Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode is our 2018 holiday book gifting guide, and we're interviewing bookseller Amber Brown from Quail Ridge Books. But first... What are you reading, Bria? So... (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm nearing the end on the Book Riot Read Harder Challenge 2018. I only had a few left, and one that I had that I was like, uh, how am I ever going to get this done, was a romance novel. It's number 10. Romance novel by or about a person of color. Did you find one? Oh, there's so many. Uh, I know, but did you find one to read? Yeah, yeah. So... Thank you to everyone who's been giving us me book recommendations. I got a lot of recommendations. Um, And I went with, like... Because there's some that were, like, people recommended that I felt like were romance books, but they also, like, had other elements to them. But I wanted to go, like, pure, straight-up romance novel. Like, not bodice-ripping, but, like... Shirt-tugging? Shirt-tugging, <laughs> underwear-ripping, that kind of thing. Oh, man, um, you were going whole hog. Yeah, yeah. So I started reading Hate to Want You, uh, part of the Forbidden Heart series by Alicia Ray. And R-A-I. So I can um, and I'm not very far into it. Uh, <laughs> is it steamy yet? It's the first chapter is steamy. Wow! And it's told from two different perspectives: the man perspective and the woman perspective in the relation relationship. It's not a relationship, but like the the sexual encounters. Um, and it's oh, about Jesus. this two this kind of like a little bit of um a Romeo and Juliet type situation. Are they gonna like die? the families are? Oh, I don't think so. Because there's it's a series. So okay. <laughs> this is the first of many. Um, but it's like the families um, dislike each other because there's just like a lot of family background stuff that it has to do with business. I'm not very far into it, but it apparently like uh, possibly like the uh, matriarch of one family, the patriarch of the other family, like were having an affair and then they died in a car crash. And so all the, all the other, then, then all the businesses fell apart. Scandalous. And there was, and yeah. So anyway, and I'm not describing this plot well because the, that is like the plot I was like, okay, yeah, it actually like, I, I think it has like, I have to say I had a little bit of a bias against the romance. That's why it's taking me till, you know, fucking the end of November. We're you, recording you this like romantic things. I do, but I think I was just like, when it is labeled romance, I was like, yeah, I love a good romance. But then I was like, but I, if it's just romance, I'm like, you know, if the cover is two people like just kissing on it, do I <laughs> want like, that Where book? are those spaceships? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't fall into like a category I normally would go to pick up. But the romance is written very well. <laughs> it's very steamy. <laughs> like when I, I was reading, I was like, oh my. Like I was not expecting so quickly to get into... The sexiness of it. And I you're think... Like, go, you're like, I gotta be by myself. When I, I mean, yeah, you kind of have to be by yourself. It made me think about people who read romance. They're the best re- I mean, romance Differently readers. in a way that I was like, yeah. I was like, mad respect to those people. These people are reading these kind of books all the time. <laughs> this is romance amazing. readers keep, like, keep publishing going. They are some of the best, most loyal. They, they like, get, read the most books. They buy the most books. And I like I'm, int- I'm I was very interested for you to read this book because I always like I remember when you were reading the Sarah Kuhn books you were like oh yeah there's some sexy sexy yeah, times yeah 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 which I do enjoy sexy time I just like wasn't I think I wasn't prepared anyway this is a long what am I reading anyway what are you reading Mallory uh, I am reading uh, as you know I'm also in my end of the year s- sprint to try to pound out a million more 2018 <laughs> reads 
pound it up? Let's, I'm going to re- re- say that. <laughs> oh, no, you're not. <laughs> Listen, we're on a roll with the romances. Oh, oh God. This is a horrible um, uh, innuendo episode. Um, I am trying to get a bunch of 2018 reads done. So the day that we were recording this, we were going to record two episodes. We are we're, we're doing a favorite books of 2018 episode for this month. Uh, and I was like, Bria, I have like five more books to read before we get there. <laughs> uh, and the one I'm reading today is a book that I've been really excited about and didn't read when it came out for, I forget, don't even remember why, but it's This Body's Not Big Enough for Both of Us by Edgar Cantero, who wrote Meddling Kids, which we both loved. Oh, cool. And The Supernatural Enhancements. This is a 2018 book? Yes. Oh. I, I love it so far. It is definitely his style where it's very funny it's very silly it's about these private eye this private eye and his brother and sister male and a female and they share the same body oh that's great they share one androgynous body and it's like making fun of a bunch of noir tropes and it is the like the uh private eye it, it's a to z kimreen a to z private eye and like his name starts with an a her name starts with a z okay uh, but they are, it's not like they switch back and forth. They're both like constantly in it. And they're like, they have a, um, uh, a chess table that they have in their office that they constantly play a game of chess with themselves. Oh. And it's just, they're super sarcastic. In the beginning scene, they kill a henchman with a, with a sex toy. They are constantly eating Pop-Tarts. It is just like, it's very silly. It's very funny. It's making fun of a lot of noir tropes. The way it's written is very funny. It's like, it's like they're talking to somebody, telling them the story and they're like, oh wait, hold on. I have to go back and tell you this other part. So it's a little bit non-linear in the way that it goes, but it is very funny and very fun and very cool. And I really am enjoying it. So that's This Body's Not Big Enough for Both of Us by Edgar Cantero. And my name is Hate to Want You, the first book of the Forbidden Heart series by Alicia Ray. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Gabby writes in after our literary retelling episode to say that my favorite retelling is Cinder by Marissa Meyer that tells the story of Cinderella, but she's a cyborg and it's set in space. What? I just, Bria's eyes just like turned into glittering stars. That's my book list right now. So it's an entire series about other fairy tales like Rapunzel, Snow White, and Little Red Riding Hood. That's interesting. I think I've seen, I think the cover is like a cyborg Cyborg foot it's a cyborg in a, in a shoe. Heel. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I just slipper. literally added it to my wish list on the library. It's a very brief book. Nathaniel writes in, My tip for moving with a lot of books is to get liquor boxes. Find any store that sells a lot of liquor, and they will probably have piles of boxes stacked in some corner for people to take. The great thing about liquor boxes is that they are good. Uh, they are a good size for books. Don't weigh too much when full and are sturdy. Ooh, good That's tip. A good, good tip. Hot tip. And so now we have a update. We love when we get follow-up emails when we solve a listener problem from somebody. So this is from listener Bess. Oh, great. Bess says, hey, y'all. Thanks so much for reading my letter and taking the time to answer my question. I wanted to write in and tell y'all that you could tell when I answer the Southern people questions that I just, I don't, y'all does not sound good coming from me. And tell you all that after a truly miserable summer, I passed the bar exam. Oh, this is the person who wanted like light stuff to read yes. while she was searching, looking uh, for the like working on her bar exam. Yes. Yeah, so Great. congratulations, congratulations, Beth. Beth. I, we're very excited for you. That is very very difficult. And uh, if we ever need some legal help, we'll be calling you. Uh, and <laughs> in case you're curious, I did take your advice and pick up some graphic novels. I'm now completely caught up on Saga. Y'all, Volume Seven is heartrending. 
Y'all were totally right. After studying all day, letting my brain relax, taking a more visual medium was fantastic. During the bummer summer. Oh, that's so sad. I also read Station Eleven, which I loved, and Sharp Objects. Lastly, I wanted to relate a reading quirk that I've developed since I started listening to your podcast. Pre-reading classes, I read a lot less and didn't take advantage of my local library. Every book I read was one I'd bought, so I'd dog-ear those sweet little pages to mark my place. Now most of my books are coming from the library, and only trash babies dog-ear those. <laughs> here, here. So I've started grabbing paint sample cards as bookmarks. They're free, and they're the right size, but the quirk doesn't stop there. I've started enjoying pairing the paint color samples with the book covers based ah. off a complementary color scheme. It's very aesthetically pleasing. Uh, y'all have definitely made me weirder. I am into <laughs> this. This is so cool. Oh man! And I think she sent. She said she sent pictures, so we should put those on our Instagram. Yeah, I'll have to find them in the in the email. That is very cool. Best congratulations. Thank you for the cool bookmark tip, and we are very very proud that you passed your bar exam. Uh, so you can always email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail dot com. So our five star review from the week is from Tigger Girl, who gave us a very very nice review, saying that hands down, reading glasses is their favorite podcast. And they're currently reading Throne, the Throne of Glass series, uh, and their favorite book to gift is The First 15 Lives of Harry August, or Let's Pretend This Never Happened. Hmm. Both very good gifting books. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much, Ticker Girl, and all the wonderful people who give us five-star reviews. It really like, means a lot to us and helps us out. And, um, oh, also, quick bookmark that has been going on, because I saw in the Reading Glasses Facebook group, which you should check out if you have not, because it's amazing, <clears throat> Uh, a librarian that my publisher sent a arc of my book to got their book. And uh, I've been trying not to like uh, comment on those th threads because I feel like I'm in intruding on people's things. Because, uh, you know, when like someone's reading your book, I don't want to be like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you think? Yeah, I don't want to be all creepy about it. Um, but if you are a librarian who got that and or you want to read my book, it is up on NetGalley right now. And if you like it, a really great way to support it is to go on Library Reads and vote for it. Uh, so thank you. Thank you so much. I cannot even overstate how grateful I am for all the librarian and bookseller and listener support for Lady from the Black Lagoon. Pretty incredible. Uh, thank you so much. So, yes. Uh, so before we talk about our holiday book gift guide, we're going to take a quick break. Hey, if you like your podcast to be focused and well-researched and your podcast host to be uncharismatic, unhorny strangers who have no interest in horses, then this is not the podcast for you. Again, what's your deal? <laughs> I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Our show's called Baby Geniuses. And its hosts are horny adult idiots. We discover weird Wikipedia pages every episode. We discuss institutional misogyny. We ask each other the dumbest questions and our listeners won't stop sending us pictures of their butts. We haven't asked them to stop, but they also aren't stopping. Join us on Baby Geniuses every other week on MaximumFun.org. This week, we're helping you get gifts for those readers in your life. We've talked a lot on the show about how tough it is to get books as gifts for people, so we're here with some alternatives to make your holiday gift giving easier. First up is the classic, the holy grail of book gifts, the bookstore gift card. Wow. I feel like you open it from the envelope and like light comes out. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And like it Angels floats sing. above your hands. Yeah, uh-huh. The greatness here is obviously is obvious, especially since it can be for any price range. You know, you can get a hundred dollar, you can get a ten dollar, fifteen dollar, twenty dollar, and you get books. It's just the best thing to get for a reader, especially if it's like from an independent bookstore, their favorite bookstore. Uh, but also don't forget about the comic book store too. 
if people, a lot of people forget that that's a great place to get gift cards for the reader in your life, especially if they're like, they never read a comic. They want to get into comics. They just started reading comics this year. Getting a gift card for the, your local comic book shop would be super fun. Great shopping experience. Um, and don't just think of the bookstore. What about a gift card for audiobooks? Oh, yeah. Or a subscription idea. to a literary magazine or a journal? Yeah, these are really good ideas. Yeah, and a lot of the stuff can be bought online. So if you are like, uh, what the hell do I get my brother? I do love him, but I am an asshole and haven't thought about what to get him. And it is the day before I'm going to see him. You can actually go and just get the stuff online really quickly. Um, and they'll email him, y- right? Yeah, email him or like something you can print out and you just put it in a cute little you know envelope or just hand it to him. And I think that, look, I think we've talked about this a lot. I think we should like get rid of gift card shame. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of people are like, no, you can't give a gift card. That's not personal enough. But I feel like, as I've said before, a gift card is free money. Yes. So, like, I love getting a gift card. People get get afraid because it's not personal enough. I can't think of anything more personal than being like, here's free money to you, for you to get fucking books. Yeah. Like, that is the greatest. The only thing that would be better is if, like, someone also gave me a kitten to go along with it. <laughs> Like there was a kitten with Here's a little free rib- money and a kitten with like a little ribbon around his neck, and on the ribbon is a gift card <laughs> to Last Bookstore, which is my local independent bookstore. Like that's the greatest gift. There's no shame here. Also, so I am a bit uh, one. Of, one of the things I'm asking for for Christmas from Alan is a um, subscription to the Open Letter Books program, the translated book episode we just did recently. They do a subscription where you it's either six months or twelve months, and um, you can the sixty six months is sixty bucks, and I think that your twelve months is a hundred, and you get a translated book mailed to you oh, every that's month. So cool. And a lot of indie publishers do a monthly book club. So if you're looking to spend a little more, Soft Skull Press does a book club where they mail you ten to twelve books a year, and it's like eighty dollars. So if you depending on like if if you're looking for something a little more on the higher end, and like you want to to make it a little bit more personal, find a really cool publish like indie publisher or um any bookstore or a literary magazine they really like and do a subscription that way they get something the gift that gives once a month all year long it's so great and then you know every month they get a cool new book uh but yeah so look for if they have like i'm a big national geographic fan but i buy that for myself every year um find a magazine or a literary journal or like someplace that like a cool subscription or again audiobooks you know the cool thing about subscription too is that like you give that to somebody and then they remember you gave it to them every month so it's like you're you are the best gift giver if you a can afford to give a subscription box b Give it to someone. Yes. Um, Book Riot is also doing this cool thing called TBR. Do you yes. know about this? It's Tailored Book Recommendations. Stands for T- TBR, not to be read. Tailored Book Recommendations. Where you can sign up and you either have recommendations sent to you every month, which I think is rad, or an actual book sent to you every month tailored to you. And this seems like a really rad plan for the book lover in your life that you want to little spend a little extra money on. Or you can just give them the recommendations thing, which I think is really cool. Because yeah. like for me, I don't need a book sent to me every month because I get it from the library anyway. But the recommendations thing would be a cool gift. Yeah. You know, to see really like what people cool. are recommending specifically for my taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, don't forget about gift cards that aren't for books. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds crazy, but so book lovers always need more shelves. So why not a gift card to Ikea or like a houseware store or something so they can get some book or, or comic book storage? I know so many book. I have so many book lovers in my life that are constantly like, I don't have enough shelf space. 
get them a Billy Bookshelf. Get them a or get them go to IKEA or like get them a gift card. I don't know where else people buy. Billy Bookshelf sounds like a, a character from like a from like a kids book where it's like like Billy Bookshelf had a problem. He didn't have enough storage space for books. <laughs> so so he built himself into a giant bookcase that costs eighty dollars at IKEA and takes like three hours to set up. Uh, yeah, I don't know where people buy. If they, if they have like a local furniture store or whatever, I don't know how. Side of the road. Side but, of the road. But um, get but, a gift card for the side of the road. No, but there's a local. There's like, I mean, there's a furniture store that I love that's up the street for me. That's all like vintage and like oh, refurbished yeah. stuff. Refurbished stuff called Pepe's. It's amazing. Oh, and um, like there's stuff like that that like if you know the person well enough, you could be like, hey, I know you need this. Is like, and you could even like you know do something cute like draw a picture of a bookcase and then you know give it to them in that little drawn picture. Oh, or so cute. Yeah. Yeah, book lovers always need more bookshelves, and it's just something that pe- I feel like a lot of people don't get for themselves. But if you got them a gift card to an IKEA or something, they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, this is the f- this is the push I need to finally get another shelf to put on the wall and put my books on." Yeah, our book tech segments this year have been full of good gift ideas too. Yeah, we've come up with a lot of good stuff, especially in the cheaper range. Um, there's like you know book lights. Yes, we've, perfect. We've talked about those a lot. Um, a book. Or a book or e-reader sleeve. We reviewed some of those, which I'm still using mine as when a, I travel. As a snack holder? No, I'm using it like when I travel. I put my little e-reader in there and I don't lose it. It's wonderful. Um, it's the kind of thing a reader in your life always needs. And I think it also can be really personalized. Like those book sleeves we had were real like like goth, cool, dark. But you could do cool ones. And I'm sure they have them on my favorite site, Etsy. Yep. I don't work for Etsy. But I wish when I is Etsy going to sponsor Priya Grant? God damn it. If someone gave me a gift card to Etsy, it would be such a dream. You know what? I actually, I don't think they, Etsy has gift cards. No, I think they do. They do. Let me look. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel yeah. like I've looked into this. Again, this is the kind of thing where like, at least for me, I go, I go through book lights and I lose them sometimes in the couch. So this is the kind of thing where you don't even have to worry if they already have one. It's book light is something that you can keep in like every room of your house. Same with the book e-reader sleeves. They do have gift cards. FC.com slash gift cards. Get them. Get somebody. Choose amount. You can change, choose your amount, leave a personal note, and they have, oh, they all are like, you can choose the kind. One has a wedding po- photo on it. Why would you do that? I don't know. Oh, one is like, oh, one has a dog bone on it. You know, all sorts of cute shit on there. For your dog, for your dog that loves Etsy. Your dog loves Etsy. <laughs> all, the, all those artisanal bones. Uh, so, and if you have an audiobook lover in your life, can you call that an audio bibliophile? Ooh, I love it. That's audio, audio bibliophile. Audio bibliophile. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they'd like some really nice headphones or oh, yes. a Bluetooth speaker nice. or maybe one of those waterproof speakers for the shower. Yes. I, I think about that all the time, how I wish I had one of those. Oh. Because I could listen to podcasts. Maybe in the show. We should put one of them in our on our Amazon wish list. We should do that. Yeah, don't forget. And then we could fight over it. Actually, no, I have a Bluetooth speaker for my bathroom, but Alan makes fun of me because I don't hear super well, so I have it cranked. <laughs> so you uh, all this week you've been hearing the sul- the dulcet tones of Guy Branham like thundering through my house as I have it on like full blast. Oh, amazing! That's a really great audiobook, by the way. Audio, uh, Guy Branham's 2018 memoir, My oh. Life as a Goddess. Fantastic audiobook. Nice. Um, so what if you really want to give someone a book? Or if you're going to a book swap? What's Priya? a book swap? Oh, uh, it's like Yankee Swap, but for books. Yankee Swap. Yeah, I, think we had the, I think we had this talk Why last year. Uh, yes. Well, it's different. Well, Yankee Swap is everyone brings a gift, and then you put it in a pile, and you pick a number, and 
if you're number one, you yeah, yeah. that's white elephant too. Oh, okay. Same. I feel like we talked about this last yeah, year. Yeah, maybe. And somebody emailed us and was like, "I'm from New England. I know that that's not what, what Yankee Swap is." And I was like, "I know. I too am from New England. I know what <laughs> Yankee Swap is." Uh, okay, you're going to one of these. Yes, you're going to something, and you need a, you need like you need a book, and you just need a book that will be like a good Swiss Army book that would just make a good gift. Mm-hmm. Bria, what do you think is a good safe book to give to people? I'm going with Dread Nation. I thought about this a long time. I had a lot of trouble deciding, but I feel like Dread Nation is good because it's fun. It's gotten some buzz. They're probably going to make it into a fucking movie because it's... Um, I hope they do. Yeah, and and I wanted to go with a 2018 book. Yeah. Um, because I feel like then you're a little safer with like what people have read because like... If you get someone a book that's five years old, they may have picked it up already. Yeah. So I think, like, going with a book this year, a nice hardback, if you're going to, like, go with the gift. Although, you don't have to do that. Um, and I like it because it has, is both, like, it contains history. So people like history it could be helpful for. And then it also is super political. So I think it's, like, a good thing to buy in this time period we're living in without being buying, you know, uh, you know, from the corner of the Oval or something. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, I think um, for me and the people I hang out with, it's, like, kind of a good choice. Yeah. Um. What about you? What do you think for 2018? Yeah, this year has been such a trash fire that I think uh, good books to give that are, like, safe or, like, fun books that you can just sink, to, sink down into and they won't make you jump into a volcano. I almost said Becoming by Michelle Obama because, like, mm. that's the big, big buzzy book right now. And My fear that people will have read it. Yeah, well, and also, like, it's the end of the, like, there's a part of the book where she talks about leaving the White House and, like, mm-hmm. people that might not be the least, stre- that might not be, um, that might be too stressful for people who are like, it's the holidays, I don't want to think about politics. So I have a few recommendations. Um, uh, first one is Sam Mag's Girl Squads, which I just finished recently, and it's just, like, a nonfiction book, a bunch about girl squads, all that have changed history, like, you know, warrior ones. Um, artist ones, political activist squads, just like female friendships from all over the world, from all from thousands of years on, ago on, and it's really fun and it's like a great thing for your friends, for your if you like to get a girlfriend, um, or a mom, or like great like female gift. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to reading that one. That, that oh, you can borrow cool. it; it's really really good. Uh, also, a uh, Blade So Black, I think, by L.L. McKinney is perfect for, like, any of the teenagers in your life because it's just, like, super cool and new and fun. Yeah. Uh, I just finished Little by Edward Carey uh, for your literary fiction folks. It's, like, a, a fictionalized account of um, the origin story of Madame Tussaud mm. in France. Mm. And it's very weird, but it's very, like, it's big thick honkin literary fiction book and it's really fun and it's like a great it took me a few like it should have been a book that I, it took me a long time to read but i'm me so i read it over like two days because i couldn't stop reading it but it's just like such a great halt like curl up in front of the fire holiday read uh, by the way i feel like if we were on like a morning drive chime show uh when you said honkin it would be like, <laughs> like, so, like <laughs> we can do those, like morning drive time shows <laughs> yeah like, i don't know if they exist anymore because i don't listen to the radio anymore but uh we should but, make that happen when it's like people are like hey it's salmon blob in the morning <laughs> like we're gonna like you know like crazy noises anyway that we should be- do that like, big honkin book honk 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 <laughs> We're gonna, that's going to be 2019 re- revamped reading glasses. <laughs> uh, and my last recommendation, I think, is Circe by Madeline Miller. Yeah, yeah. It was good. It was buzzy. And I feel like anyone would like Anybody, it. Anybody. doesn't matter. Any, I almost did that one, by the way. That was almost my choice. Of any gender, any age, except like less than, a, like not middle grade 
Yeah, not middle grade, but but yeah, but, but like older, younger, like anybody. It's just so fucking good and such a great. This would be a, such a great read, like when you're like not at work over the holidays, and you're just like at home and relaxing in your new Christmas or Hanukkah pajamas. Mm-hmm. So now we have a holiday do's and don'ts guide from our good friend Morgan Peter Brown. Hello, Reading Glasses listeners. Hey, Morgan. Um, Morgan is a producer and actor in a movie that is coming out. All the Creatures Were Stirring coming out everywhere December 4th and then streaming on Shudder December 13th. Yes. So tell us a little about the movie that's coming out. Sure. All the Creatures Were Stirring is a Christmas horror comedy and it's an anthology. So uh, it stars myself and Miss Bria Grant may make a short appearance. I make an appearance. She definitely does. Yes. Uh, And other people like Constance Wu and Jonathan Kite and Jocelyn Donahue, Amanda Fuller's in it. Graham Skipper's in it, Ashley Clements from the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. It's an anthology, so it's a giant cast. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's kind of about Los Angeles on Christmas Eve, and so it's a little weird. It's a little wacky. Um, so um, you came in to share a little holiday holiday don'ts with people. Like, that's and correct. by the way, All the all the Creatures is a horror holiday movie. That's correct. It which, is a Christmas horror comedy. Great. Got it. Um, so what are, what are some don'ts that people should pay attention to this year for the holidays. I think it's never a good idea to give someone a gift that feels like a chore. Great, or I that love that. It could be a chore. Okay, I like that. Like you know, uh, clothes that might or might not fit someone. Never a good not idea. Not a good idea because then you have to return them. My uh, my mother in law, who I don't think listens to this podcast, Wait. is very fond what of, if she does? of giving. Uh, <laughs> 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 is very fond of giving my wife clothes that she will undoubtedly return. Got it. <laughs> got so it. It's like she gave me a chore. <laughs> okay, I like that. Okay, so that's a good don't. That's a good don't give people clothes sure. that they have to return. I sure. like that. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, also, um, ancient demon curses. A- don't give people ancient demon curses. That's right. And if you watch uh, All the Creatures We're Stirring, you might know where that's coming from a little okay. bit. But, you know, even though it's nice to give someone vi- something vintage and old, <laughs> um, an ancient demon curse that, you know, forces you to be attached to a demon or uh-huh. to constantly fight off a demon for, you know, the rest of your life. Not nice. Or to, like, make a blood sacrifice to get out of it, which, again, is another chore. But I love an antique. Right. No, no, sure. So, but don't give... Absolutely. But but make sure there's no... Like, if you're giving me some sort of old lamp... Sure. uh, ...book or anything like that, just make sure it is not cursed. Uh, Right. It's not haunted or cursed. I see. I see. Yes. This is a good don't for the holidays. No clothes that don't fit. Nothing cursed. Because everybody loves buying, like, things at, like, old curio shops. And, you know, things of that nature. But, you know, you got to be careful with those places. Yeah, especially if, like, they're like, I have something special. And then they go into the back. Right. And then they have to. And they pull out, and they pull out Mogwai. Yeah, they pull out (laughs) Mogwai. Or something in a box that it's like they have to, like, blow the dust off of the top. Like, never good. That's always a bad idea. Or, like, or it's a book that might be bound with human skin. Yes. I mean, it's not a great idea. That's a really good don't. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the it show. It is my absolute pleasure. I'm a fan of the show. And oh. I'm, I'm flattered to be. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne, and I'm Judge John Hodgman. If you live on the west coast of North America, we're coming your way. That's right. Judge John Hodgman is taking justice to the west coast on tour. Starting where? Vancouver, British Columbia, January 15th, then to Seattle, Washington on the 16th, Portland, Oregon on the 17th, San Francisco, California on the 18th, and Los Angeles, California, the City of Angels 
on January 22nd. Tickets are on sale now. You can find links to all of the shows at MaximumFun.org. And if you're going to be in one of those cities and you have a dispute we can try on stage, send it to us. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO or email Hodgman at MaximumFun.org. I'm ready to judge you on the road. Take that, Jack Kerouac, author of On the Road. So here we are with bookseller Amber Brown. Amber, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. What are you reading, Amber? I just finally finished Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo, which I was way behind. Friends have been telling me to read it for years. I'm glad I finally did. Which is a really it amazing. Ex- it's an exciting heist with magic. So it was very up my alley. And then I'm also listening to um, the memoir walk through walls it's marina abramovic and she's a oh my god my boyfriend yeah. just read that he said it was amazing it was amazing her life has been absolutely fascinating as a performance artist i can't even imagine <laughs> oh awesome so you're a bookseller can you tell us about your bookstore i work at quail ridge books which is in raleigh north carolina and we've been open for 34 years so a wow. really, really long time we've been around. We've been through three moves and a change of ownership, and it's always exciting. We have tons of events almost every day and a dozen different book clubs. We get a lot of signed books and work with local authors especially. So they'll come in and just sign books and personalize books whenever we get someone to ask. And we also do a lot of pre-orders and shipping. When authors are saying, hey, go pre-order my new book, you can absolutely do that at most independent bookstores. Um, And we also even, our store orders books from the United Kingdom sometimes. So we'll get cool covers or books that you can't really get anywhere over here. And we even just started a podcast. (laughs) Um, It's called Book In with Jason Jeffries, and it's presented by Quail Ridge Books, and it focuses on author interviews. Jason goes and interviews some of the authors before they have an event at our store, and it's been really cool. That's awesome. Wow, you guys sound like the coolest. I mean, that's the living the book dream. Definitely. So what is it like for an indie bookseller to prepare for the holidays? It's crazy, of course. Um, We have to have plenty of schedule coverage, of course, and make sure that someone is constantly monitoring during our online orders and emails and, of course, doing the shipping regularly because we, we actually do a lot of shipping around this time and just constant receiving and shelving and contacting special orders and it's, it's always going. And we've been working on trying to expand and get the word out about our online shopping and making it more user-friendly. And there's even a wish list feature. So we've been encouraging people to use that as well. Um, just taking oh, a lot of, awesome. of course, we have to order a lot of wrapping paper. So we have free wrapping and we even have to hire some part-time gift wrappers during the holiday season because it gets so out of control. And my favorite part is probably the the angel tree that we do. We partner with 
several different local organizations specifically to give children books for the holidays and customers can either donate books or they can make a cash donation and then we use that to buy more books and just there are hundreds of kids that we help with that. So what do you think is the number one question that customers ask the booksellers during the holidays? This might sound snide, and I don't mean it to be, but possibly do you price match, <laughs> which oh, yeah. we do not. <laughs> um, and it's hard to hear sometimes, um, but it does occasionally happen. But probably other than that, it's how fast can you get it in? And can you guarantee it'll be here by Christmas? I need it right now. Or I know absolutely nothing about this person. What do I get them? Well, <laughs> we kind of try and you have to know something. We need you to know a little something or else here are these nice candles. <laughs> Everyone likes a candle. Yeah. Candles and socks. Those are perfect stocking stuffers and we sell a lot of them. So is like in preparation for the holidays, do you folks stock up on certain books because you know they're going to be big sellers? Definitely. We try to pay really close attention to the books that are going out the door really fast. Um, sometimes the publisher runs out at a really terrible time. And so we stock up on things that we know are bound to sell if we have them. And also anything that the staff is really positive about and we know that they can hand sell it because those customers that come in and aren't sure they definitely are willing to take practically anything at some times oh, and so if we can hand sell it then we're definitely we're good to go and anything that the new york times lists as their top 10 of the year which they just did this morning i believe so people come in people trust that list uh, do you have, what do you think are the going to be the, the popular gift books this year? Ooh, here's a lot. Um, definitely at this point, Becoming by Michelle Obama. I was just going to say the Michelle Obama book, I think, is oh, one yes. of the big, yes. big uh, seller. We, we're going to talk, we almost listed it during this episode. And we we're like, you know what? Everyone's going to be buying that book. They are definitely, if they haven't already, we're a really small store and we've already, well, we're not that small comparatively but we're pretty small and we've already sold like 150 copies which for us is oh, excessive wow. um wow. also educated by tara westover has been really popular um as far as fiction goes we are in the south so where the crawdads sing is flying off of our shelves oh i haven't even heard of that um, one yeah, it's by Delia Owens. It's it's supposed to be really, really good. I haven't read that one myself. I'm more the sci-fi fantasy side of the store. Oh, hell yeah. Um, then the new Barbara Kingsolver and the new Louise Penny are going to be good. The Whiskey in a Teacup. Oh, yeah. Spoon book. Oh, yeah. And Homebody by Joanna Gaines. Uh, anything that the Gaines touch turns to gold. <laughs> We've been waiting for the big, the standout dad book because every year... There's a history or biography that everyone says, my dad likes history. What do I give him? <laughs> I think it's probably going to end up being that Frederick Douglass biography that just came out. Oh, yeah. I, I love that you guys have a designated that. dad book. <laughs> yes, it's our designated dad book. Um, as far as YA, it's the Dear Evan Hansen novel. Oh. Everyone, because it's a musical one. 
like all of the Tonys this year. So the novelization everyone's grabbing and Girls of Paper and Fire has been getting a ton of press. Um, I've been loving that. The new Diary of a Wimpy Kid. <laughs> um, new Dog Man by Dave Pilkey is coming out on Christmas Eve, which is a nightmare. But <laughs> Dave Pilkey books, they definitely fly off the shelves. And we've actually, we're doing a bunch of pre-orders and offering to wrap ahead of time for local customers. So they can just walk in on Christmas Eve, walk out and put it under their tree. Wow, you guys are incredible. That's so, that's so genius. <laughs> we try to. But definitely the picture book though, for me at least, is called We Don't Eat Our Classmates Aww. by Ryan T. Higgins. Um, he did Mother Bruce um, and there's also a Santa Bruce, which are both really great. But We Don't Eat Our Classmates is hilarious. And you want to read it out loud again and again, even if you are an adult. And I very, very highly recommend that one. So tell us about your reading life. Do you have any reading quirks you want to share? I'm definitely a cover snob. <laughs> I only want pretty covers. I don't like people on them usually and if just <laughs> especially if it's a photo where they're just standing on the cover I, that drives me absolutely crazy I won't even buy it at all um but it's amazing <laughs> I've also been known to collect more than one of a book if I like the covers especially if it's a British edition I seem to like the British covers better usually they use more design and less images, I suppose, which I tend to go for. And I've also been working on my wheelhouse <laughs> since I started listening. So, so, okay. I was actually, it's funny. So normally the last question we ask our guests is what book do you give to people? But what we're actually going to start doing is we're going to take that out of our interviews and we're going to ask people what their wheelhouses are. If you want to tell us oh, your nice. wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, so my wheelhouse is Fairy tale parodies. So, if it's compared to Princess Bride, I want it. Um, sentient robots with moral dissonance. <laughs> nice. Weirdly specific, but sort of along the lines of Thunderhead or Illuminae. I love those. Fic oh, we yeah. love a specific wheelhouse. Fiction with footnotes, specifically funny footnotes. I love those. And then pretty much any retelling at all mythological Shakespeare fairy tale classic lit if it's a retelling I probably want to read it that is awesome that is a fantastic wheelhouse so Amber where can we find you online well Quail Ridge Books itself is just at quailridgebooks.com and we're on Instagram Twitter and Facebook as Quail Ridge Books and me personally you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as at is not a crayon, but the Twitter one, the I is a number one because someone because Amber Brown is not a crayon was my one of my favorite books when I was a kid. That's awesome. Um, and then Book In with Jason Jeffries, our podcast is on iTunes, Stitcher, and the other podcast places. Awesome! Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So now it's time to solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. I put this in, one, for Bria, and two, because I feel like this is something that happens more around the holidays because everyone is eating a lot of – you're eating those big tubs of caramel and cheese corn. You're eating ho holiday chocolate bars. Uh, Liz wants to know – Cheese corn? Yeah. Like popcorn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You know those big caramel, car- just regular caramel on corn would be so weird. <laughs> like I'm like, thinking like canned corn. <laughs> I was thinking like a cob of corn, and so when instead of putting butter, they just put <laughs> caramel all over it, and then Ooh, like eat it like, good. like a typewriter. And then yeah, like, <laughs> this is the sound effects episode of Reading Glasses. Apparently, I don't know why. Uh, so Liz says, "Real talk, ladies. How do you keep from leaving chocolate fingerprints in your library books? I feel so bad when I do it, but how are you supposed to read without snacks? I don't want to disrespect my library books, but I also can't not eat chocolate. Help, Bria, that you were made for this." <laughs> Here's the thing. I know we're supposed to be experts over here, but Liz, the answer is I don't know. <laughs> the other day, my fiance literally got off the couch and screamed my name because he had been sitting on a piece of chocolate that melted into his pants. And I was like, that was not me. <laughs> but it was me. It was truly me. And who else would have done it? There's only two of us in the house. Such a perfect Bria John scenario. Okay, I'm going to get real specific about chocolate because I thought about this a long time and oh, I was like, boy. I feel like I'm not the person to help you with this because no, you I, are. the biggest complaint in my relationship is there's chocolate on the oh fucking... Oh my God, I can't the, stop laughing the, at this. The, the, the driver's... What do you call it? The, 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 like the car... What is this? Wheel. The car wheel. You know, where you drive with. Steering wheel. Thank you. He's always oh like, why God. is there chocolate on the steering oh wheel? And I'm like, because I eat while I drive. <laughs> All right, you ready? Here's actually my real advice. Okay. This is real advice. <laughs> We're going to talk temperatures, okay? This is Bill Nye's chocolate Temperatures. Corner. Milk chocolate melts at a lower temperature than dark chocolate. That's true because there's more milk fat in it. This is all true. <laughs> so I would make first suggestion, switch over to a dark chocolate. I prefer above an 85, but that's just me. You can go 75, but don't go below 75. That's crazy. That's not, it, they say it's a dark chocolate, but it's not. Bria likes a wicked dark chocolate. Yeah, I like it dark. I like my chocolate. Anyway. Um, uh, um, um, so that should help. So think about that. Also, maybe get a little a little handkerchief napkin handy. Keep that napkin handy. Um, like just have it between, you know, so you're always ready with a napkin before you turn the page. The problem with this question is it's like asking the hamburglar not to how oh, not to burgle hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is This is our holiday gift to you folks is imagining Bria Grant as the hamburglar but with chocolate. And every time she eats some chocolate, she goes burgle burgle. <laughs> It literally is the problem. It is like asking the hamburger not to burgle a hamburger. And, and the problem the is I can, I'm going to keep burgling chocolate. I can't handle it. My burgling in this situation means getting all over everything, getting it on books I've borrowed from people, getting it on my clothes, throwing my clothes into the washer, not knowing there's chocolate bars in the pockets, washing them, getting chocolate stains on white clothes. There's This is an issue for my life, and I don't have a good answer. I feel like you should answer this question. Go, Mallory. <laughs> When somebody uh, invents melt-free chocolate, you have to give it to Bria Grant to test it out. I'll be the best. I'll be the best uh, tester in the world. Also, I love how by the end of this year, I am. A, we've decided that I'm a book smurf and that Bria is a chocolate burglar. <laughs> so, pl- someone please make some fan art of that. It sounds like I'm stealing the chocolate, which I'm not. I'm just getting it on everything. Which You're I'm the doing. opposite of stealing. You're putting chocolate where it shouldn't be. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so. 
we we answered a question similar to this before, and I uh, I as you all know, if you, I am a big fan of chopsticks for reading snacks, and I was really happy after we after that episode came out because someone sent us a photo of Oscar Isaac eating Cheetos with chopsticks, and I was like, yeah, he knows what's up. He knows yeah, what's fucking chocolate up. with chopsticks. You're gonna have to, you still got to break it off. Exactly. Like so that doesn't work with everything. And for messier foods, I will say my favorite favorite reading snack ever is crunchy peanut butter, mm. all natural, on a piece of sourdough toast. The stir kind. Yeah. Oh, I, hate that stuff. Oh, I know, I, but I buy it because it's supposed to be better. But it makes me so angry to stir. I, that you know what morning. I do? I store the peanut butter upside down. Oh, and then you have to stir it. Yeah, because then really? you because if you stir it upside down, if you if you store it upside down, then all the oils at the top. So yeah, then you I feel like at the end I just have an oily jar. Like it's just <laughs> oil all over the place. Yeah, it's that a very oil oily jar. It is a very oily it's jar. It's like stained my clothes before because I like didn't, I started and the oil like splashed up yeah, on me. That's why I store it upside down. Okay, all right, good. Hot, hot, hot peanut, tip. Hot peanut butter tip. That's my, honestly, that's like maybe one of my favorite foods of all time is just peanut butter on toast, mm. uh, which is messy food to read with. <clears throat> so what I do is I use my book weight to keep the book open while I eat with two hands. And if I need to, if I can't, if I like, like can't do can't have the book open and i have to flip the pages i just keep a clean pinky mm-hmm. yeah it's good. one clean pinky that's all you need to flip those pages and this way you can eat chocolate peanut butter sandwiches soup ramen anything messy from a distance it's the ultimate reading and eating tool which is my favorite combined activity and if you're not, even if you're not flat on a table and the since the book weight is rubber it's like 10 bucks on amazon it won't slide down the pages easily. So you can like sit in a chair. Well, like I would sit in my black velvet reading chair, mm-hmm. my book in my lap and the book weight, keeping the pages open and just eat my peanut butter toast with a napkin, keeping the, so I can wipe my fingers off. Perfect. That's the, I, I recommend. Good get, advice. <clears throat> Liz, I recommend you getting a book weight. It is very helpful. And then, uh, you know, what they should make is a book weight that has a little a napkin holder on the inside of it, oh. and then you pull the napkins out. You know, like like the thing I keep my dog poop bags in is plastic, and Bria, then you, you like pull that's it out. Genius, Some, guys! Y'all, y'all can have that idea too. We gave you two great business that's ideas. Our, on the our show. Christmas gift to you is snack <laughs> tips and business ideas. So, if you want us to solve your reader problem, you can send it to Reading Glasses Podcast at gmail And as always, we want to thank Danielle and Kathy who run our Facebook group, and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember, you can buy Reading Glasses tote bags and shirts and bookmarks in the Maximum Fun store. Man, we should have talked about that at the gifting part. Yeah, we should have. That makes a great gift for the Reading Glasses fan in your life and also a great gift for us because we can feed our cats. There's a link in the show notes. The tote bags are super cute. Shirts are super cute. Bookmarks are super cute. We're all, we're very happy about all of them. If you want to, if you have a fellow Reading Glasses fan in your life, they, they they're reasonably priced Mm -hmm. from, I think the bookmarks are like five bucks and then the shirts and are 25 or 20 something I don't know. and the totes are 20 so very good mid-range gift um and if you like the show please rate and review us on itunes if you f- folks want to get us a gift giving us a review on itunes i know itunes is sucks and a lot of people are like i don't want to do itunes we're so sorry that's where the reviews go but it means the world to us and it really really helps us out and when we get to 600, we're going to do a special bonus AMA episode. So if you want to hear that, tell your reader glass, reading glasses fan friends to give us a review. It, we really, really appreciate it. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast, on Instagram at readingglassespodcast. And you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag readingglassespodcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Thanks for, for reading. reading. Techum said the same thing. No man is brave that has never walked 100 miles. If you want to know the truth of who you are, walk until not a person knows your name. Travel is the great leveler, the great teacher, bitter as medicine, crueler than mirror glass. 
A long stretch of road will teach you more about yourself than a hundred years of quiet introspection. The Wise Man's Fear by Patrick Rothfuss. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.